Hello. Okay. Uh, welcome back to the Commented Podcast, uh, where we talk about whatever we want. Movies, TV, music, food, ghosts. Have we talked about ghosts? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think we ever talked about ghosts. But yeah, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Today we are back with another movie review, another movie watching, another movie gathering, a critique of Sleepless in Seattle. Woohoo! Okay. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle is a 1993 American romantic comedy, which is basically about a man whose wife dies of cancer, then his son calls the radio station, um, puts his dad on the phone, tells the radio person that his he thinks his dad needs a new wife. Just blast his dad's information. <laughs> for everyone to hear. Listen, I have <laughs> so many problems with this. And then we have we have our female lead who's on the verge of getting married, who suddenly hears this man's sad, sad, sad situation and decides to go find him and she's having cold feet. Then at the end of the movie, they all meet on the Empire State Building. Yeah. Does anybody want to go before I do? <laughs> because I'll go. <laughs> and then I'll go after Marin. <laughs> um, okay. So I've never seen this movie before today, but my dad really likes the film. And I just I don't know why. I'm I'm not that big of like movies with Tom Hanks in it. I don't know. Like I saw a rom com and I saw Tom <laughs> Hanks in it and I was like, I just I'm not feeling this. So I never watched it. And okay. For me, I thought that the dynamic between Tom Hanks and the son was cute as hell, and I thought it was funny. I thought the jokes the show were do- the movie was trying to do was funny. I thought the romance I was not there for it. I first of all, <laughs> y'all, they don't even see each other really until the last thirty <laughs> minutes of the film. Like, that was my biggest problem. I was like, I looked and she, um. I guess well this is all of this is going to be a spoiler alert for everyone listening to this but she's standing at, like across the road and they see each other and I look at the timestamp and it says there are 33 minutes left in this film I was like <laughs> um that's that when are they going to actually and then she leaves but I thought that I thought that the overall movie was okay I just the whole like romance part of it was so ridiculous to me, but I understand it's a rom-com. You're supposed to like, if you're really into like love at first sight thing, but like low key, she was kind of crazy. Like <laughs> y'all, she said low key, us, like low key. She, she had photos taken of him. That's crazy. She like, stalked the man. The she stalked the man. <laughs> like that's not that's not that's not okay. That's not cool. That's not funny. And so. That part of the film, I was like, um, and then I thought the whole idea of the movie was going to be, they would have encountered like halfway through, maybe they were living in the same city and they met each other. Like I knew the sun and the phone call thing were a part of the movie. I just didn't know how it went. And so when I figured out they really didn't get together until literally the last 10 minutes of the film, I was disappointed. And I was like, you can't this movie is a little too unrealistic for me. Like, you should, they don't even know each other. She only knows how he looked. But yeah, yeah. that was my I, review. And I, just, I feel like I'm the only one that's going to actually, like, really enjoy this. <laughs> that's going to enjoy, like, put, say, like, use the perspective of, like, 
I enjoyed this. I, mm-hmm. I also think I'm a little biased because these types of movies, the 80s and 90s rom-coms, were just, I enjoy them so much because they don't make rom-coms, they don't make rom-coms at all, but they don't make rom-coms like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the way they're paced, the way they're filmed with the soundtrack. Oh, they're literally copy-paste the same movie. Like when Harry met Sally, um, my best friend, like wedding or whatever it is, um, like all of it is like- I've- the thing it's is, just Mia, the same thing. It's like shot in New York, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> long shots of New York in big cities, cars driving down the street, yeah. and then you got jazz music as gentrified jazz exactly. music as the soundtrack. <laughs> and it's just, I love it. It's like the it's a whole is, vibe. I agree with you, and I love the whole vibe of that. Like, um, I don't know, just the way it's filmed, like the kind of the color of the film just makes it so nice. Just. Yeah. I don't like rom-coms or romances where they don't get until the don't get together until the last 10 minutes. Like that's not that's for I want to see them like falling in love together. Not I'm not as I'm not big on the like okay, I like the films with falling in love at first sight, but they literally did that and then the movie ended. Like that was <laughs> yeah. it. Like I need some more. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I I honestly like even though I'm going to be biased, I agree with that. Like yeah. I wish like I feel like the movie was so much build up, yeah. and then the the end was when it should have really started. Like exactly, should've, yeah. that should have happened in the middle, not at the last ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love the I like the, the okay. I <laughs> this is a complaint, but it's very specific. I feel like the movies that are really good like this, they Tom Hanks, he's a great actor, but I feel like they should have been like a heartthrob there because I don't look at Tom Hanks and. Be- that's a <laughs> that's one fine man like no thank you like i feel like these roles were meant for like charming men not necessarily like drop dead good looking men if that mm-hmm. makes sense like i feel like seeing brad pitt in this would have moved me more i would have yeah. def- definitely been like top five movies of all time <laughs> but um i did like i like the acting the, the some of the choices very questionable yes like, the fact that the boy immediately is like oh my mom just died well dad guess what you're getting oh remade. my god yes <laughs> i don't give my dad time to mourn or me to mourn like like what yeah i have so many problems this is the problem with me and movies i think i take them a little too seriously like this yeah. is supposed to be a fun watch it's supposed to be like a romantic comedy and i'm sitting here like issues issue one issue five <laughs> issue 37 i have too many of them Corey, do you want to go first before i start ranting? <laughs> yeah okay so i didn't particularly dislike the movie and i didn't particularly like it either though like it was a cute movie but i think every five seconds i was just i kept repeating that's just not realistic like (laughs) (laughs) like the the radio station thing and then her stalking him and then (gasps) them meeting in new york and the kid going to new york by himself to meet her this kid being obsessed with some random lady heard on a letter like every five seconds i was just like this is just not realistic like she's a cute movie but i'll give it a five and I definitely agree with what Nia oh, was saying. Oh, you're being generous. About- <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with what Nia was saying about, like, Tom Hanks not being a heartthrob. Because I kept thinking, like, when I was watching it, I kept thinking in my head, like, was he hot back then? <laughs> or, like, this is... If it was, like, Brad Pitt or... Was Leo even an actor back then? Mm-mm, he was a kid. 
Oh, he would have been too young. Yeah, he was a teenager. Yeah, some other heartthrob. I thought I, I think it would have. I don't know. It would have appealed more to me because Tom Hanks. I just see him as Tom Hanks. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the movie was received well. It had yeah. a worldwide total of two hundred and twenty-seven million dollars. Yeah, I can see why people would like the movie. It just wasn't mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess I have established my character. As being the extreme one on this podcast, welcome. Here is my <laughs> rant. Uh, first of all, child, I need you to either send your child, get him first of all a nanny that actually knows how to babysit. <laughs> Second of all, I'm gonna need you to learn how to parent. You don't even know how to turn on the microwave, and yet y'all decided to up and move to a whole different city. Like your son just died of cancer, so let's uproot him from wherever the hell he was born, with all his friends are, with your family and support system is, and just move. Let's run away from the problem, sir. I need you to go see a shrink. <laughs> Second, um, the kids, the bad behavior. First of all, I don't care who you are. If I had called a radio station, gave them my mother's phone number and our address, I would have had the black beat off of me. <laughs> my mother <laughs> would not have not. Have played that. That's the thing. Also, you are a grown man. Why are you going to your seven, ten-year-old son to talk about your romantic problems? To talk about you really need to find a friend. <laughs> to, he has no friends. You really do need to find a friend that you could, an adult that you can talk to. You need to stop transferring all of your problems onto your child and having an adult conversation with your child like that. That is not okay for either of you. Not healthy for either. Sis, homegirl, was on the verge of cheating. Like, for real cheating. First, she <laughs> yeah, was stalking. Yeah, yeah, I kept thinking <laughs> yeah. about that, too. That was yeah. not okay on her part. <laughs> she decided, and it was so crazy because her best friend, played by Rosie O'Donnell, I was like, okay, Becky, the only one with sense. She's like, why are you suddenly in love with the man you heard of a radio station? He could be a fucking lunatic. I was like, okay, Becky, with the sense. And then when she went to fucking Seattle to see him, she was like, you know what? It's okay. The shit make it's all right. You know, what you're doing is not crazy. I'm like, Becky, where did your good sense go to? Did you lose it? Did you not take your good pills this morning? Like, we, we don't encourage this bad behavior. And so when she comes home from stalking him in Seattle for a weekend, she's, first of all, hiding from her husband. And she's, like, going off on this run. She's like, that was crazy. I shouldn't have done that. And yet you still are obsessed about this man. Like, she went through a computer, found all his information, hired a private eye to then go take pictures of him, and then found him at his house. <laughs> If that was a man, this would be a horror story. A whole fucking <laughs> horror right. story. Yeah. There is nothing cute about that. The kid getting on the plane. First of all, the the kid little the kid friend, writing a letter. The kid writing a letter. <laughs> the, first of all, who read that letter and didn't think that was a child? He was using <laughs> he was using what was it? TBH TBHC for meant forever, MF MAE. And I'm like, the fuck? No grown man writes like that. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> And so there was just like I was trying to watch the movie as it was, I just accept it for what it was. But then the dialogue, like these corny ass dialogue, which probably popped off in the nineties. She's like, "Well, I go to Chinatown and buy you some dim sum," and then her her fiance starts singing a little song about dim sum. I was like, "This is what is happening in the story." <laughs> it's very cheesy. I will say it's it's very cheesy. It's very cheesy. dialogue is not going to give you. Martin Scorsese level dialogue. It's just very <laughs> <Martin> Scorsese. <laughs> literally just cute. Like it's very much just, like it's coincidence 
romance. Yeah, like it's right. not like real romance. Yeah. yeah, and it was just I was like Decoria said, this shit was so unbelievable. I was just having so many. I was just like trying to watch it, but then something would happen, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And I think it's because we've gotten used to more realistic stories as cinema has progressed. And even mm-hmm. then, romantic comedies, I feel like really good romantic comedies do a good job of making it realistic enough that there's still the fantasy element is palpable. Mm-hmm. There was oh. something unpalpable. The palpableness of this story is all the problematic shit. Like <laughs> somebody somebody hearing somebody on the radio and the one going to stalk them, shit like that happens. Um Yeah. Like, also question before you move on from that point Tori because I want to get your opinion mm-hmm. do you think that the reason why rom-coms haven't been popular in recent years is because they've gotten so realistic no I feel like um, Hollywood is a money making machine and superheroes make money that's the only reason mm. that rom-coms are not being made mm-hmm. like there's a bunch yeah. of rom-coms on television people are falling in love with characters all the time but mm. you're not going to make money in a movie theater on a rom-com because who right. is who is unless you're putting it on Netflix, like then maybe you get some traction if it's not complete trash. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that as somebody who was like a film minor for like three seconds, um <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that is that what it is. Um we had a we had like the golden age of Hollywood, like black and white movies, and like, yes, let's watch stories about two people willing to die for each other for love. And now we've gotten to an age in just history where we're like fuck that self-preservation before everything <laughs> like i don't want to mm-hmm. watch a story about a girl or the man willing to die each other fall in love unless right. it's put in historical times where that shit makes sense it's like no there's another dude out there <laughs> we don't right. i don't need to watch that so that's my take on why romantic comedies aren't being made yeah mm-hmm. i just i don't know i I started the movie and I just rela- realized how unenthusiastic I was to watch it. <laughs> mm. And I'm wondering, and so I, so then I had this whole inter- internal dialogue. Is it because this movie is old? Is it because I'm just not into romantic comedies? Or is it because it's a bunch of white people and I have not watched anything with a bunch of white people in it since years? <laughs> like, it could be all three. Like, yeah, it could right. be a, like, but also question, and I, this is for everyone. Do y'all get nostalgic for things you never watched before? Like, I I have this thing where I'll watch something old, and I've never seen it, but I'll still feel nostalgic, sort of, like, very attached to it, kind of. I get what you mean, because, like, mm. with this movie, it has a certain vibe to it that a lot yeah. of movies back then had. Like, a completely different movie, for example, I don't know, if this movie, the way it was filmed... Or maybe because it was set in the winter for most parts, it, it reminded me of like Home Alone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not anything plot specific, like literally just how it looked yeah. and like the setting. And I don't know, there's like a certain grain to the movie that just yeah. movies mm-hmm. back then the had. filters. Yeah. 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 I feel filter, like yeah. there's like movies like this. Okay. So some of the popular movies now, though, like To All the Boys I've Loved Before always be my maybe crazy rich asians which um first of all all people of color those are some of the more popular ones now but like i don't know i feel like the movie we watched today and even movies that were set around the time they're filmed in a way that almost makes it seem like a fairy tale mm-hmm. so like it's like 
you almost like if you're only if you're into rom-coms you almost like believe it I, I don't know it's like the way it's filmed mixed with like the jazz moves jazz music in the background makes mm-hmm. it so calming if you really like rom-coms that you just sit there and you enjoy it but then like I don't have that same feeling when I watched To All the Boys I've Loved Before, the first one, even though I did like it. Right. So, but I yeah, you're like, right. like the feeling of it, the 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 certain camera angles, like I kind of yeah. do. I do like those landscape shots of like cities, cities, like, yeah. skylines. I enjoy that. I know people used to hate that in the '80s and '90s, but I like really like those shots and like the when there's snow or rain it feels so dramatic yeah Yeah. things nowadays don't feel dramatic anymore that makes sense Mm -hmm. and also i don't know i was what was i gonna say i used to watch when i was younger like i really loved rom-coms like i've watched some like random ass rom-coms from like scotland like y'all like i i used to love them but i also used to watch the hallmark christmas shows so and those were the most dramatic (laughs) so like this this movie was like a 10 star versus those so (laughs) so for me i don't know like this was just in my lane this film yeah i and i do agree tori with your criticisms like they're all valid like i don't think anybody here is gonna Mm -hmm. say that you're wrong on any of those and like we i think we all know this movie is not perfect (laughs) (laughs) oh my god when he was talking to his son and he was like are you going to have sex with her? And I was like, whoa. Oh, what? And I was like, okay, you know what? I was like, then I thought to myself, it was like, okay, talking to your kids about this at a young age isn't a problem. And then he goes, is she going to scratch her back? And I was like, wait, That's what? And then he right. said, yeah, because all the movies, um, scratching uh, women with scratch their backs when men's backs when they're having sex. I was like, sir, what is your eight-year-old watching? <laughs> <laughs> right, that scene. And then. When they, uh, I thought the funniest scene in the movie was when the dad and the son had the fight and they were slamming the oh, doors. Said, Shut I'm up. not leaving until you give me an answer. I was a little boy, you're gonna be standing there all night because I'm the That's boss. One of the scenes where I was just like, this is just not realistic. Like, <laughs> what eight year old screams that out their child and doesn't get repercussions for it? Like, right. I'm not saying he should have got smacked, yeah. but like, right. Uh, also, you're an adult. Why are you fighting with a child? I feel like, though, it makes sense in, like, the way they sort of make him seem immature as, like, an, as a father. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think there are dads out there like that who think there, that their no, kids are their friends. Are. Like, that they just treat, they don't think of their kids as children. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to differentiate. This is not time for kids. This is not something that you let a kid say to you. They right. just think, oh, it is what it is. Also, yeah. gone. I was also about to say that that whole other thing is that him being the immature father, like those conversations he had with his son. I'm like, Annie is not going to fix that. Sis right. is not. <laughs> Sis right. is not 100 percent there herself. What makes anybody think that she would be the solution to these two? She literally was almost cheating on her fiance. <laughs> because she heard this man on a radio station. <laughs> like, I just she really she really did that. Like. It's- <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is that scene where like and she's crying listening to him it's like well there's other women out there that are listening to the same thing right. it's not like you are special like i and also just quick thing i oh no i forgot what i was gonna say go ahead uh <laughs> i was gonna say earlier that i for this movie reminded me that floating homes are a thing and i hate it i hate it so much <laughs> oh i oh god <laughs> 
he was dreaming about like sinking um when he yes. had that nightmare and i was like you know what i would have the same nightmare too also that whole p- plot that whole plot where he has a nightmare and he called out for his mother i was like that contradicts his entire character yeah a that was, child yeah. that I is not that over mourning his own mother decides to call a radio show and tell them that his daddy needs a new wife yeah. what <laughs> And the thing is, he said the wife had just died like a, a few right. months. I'm like, this boy should be destroyed. He should be dealing with trauma. Like, right. why is he acting like, oh, dad just needs a wife and everything will be fixed? It's like, huh? Yeah, like wife and mother are not two different things. It's yeah. usually the same person. <laughs> like okay. they were, the story was treating it like his mother and his father's wife were two different entities. And I'm like, yeah. if the dad was that forlorn about losing his wife wouldn't the child be even more <laughs> right that's his whole mom no nah, apparently this kid got over it real quick he said no i got it i understood and i dealt with the problem myself but my father <laughs> he was trying to pull a fill it's like i get it i'm 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 i understand <laughs> <laughs> i understand that you're sad but you like need to get over it's been a year, Dad. I was like, and can we talk about this radio station? This doctor on the radio, who's like, this lady. Hey, can you need? Do you have any problems? I can monetize your grades. <laughs> she was so fucking pushy. I was like, if he don't hang up the phone, he needs to hang right. up the phone. I she thought was he like, was going to. That's what right. I thought was happened. Right. She was just like, no, but you, but you need to get out there. You need to date. His wife literally died like a month ago. <laughs> but right, like, what do you want from him? Like in that whole moment where they saw each other for the saw her for the first time in the airport, I was like, this is just. I I did. That was the one time I rolled my eyes. I'm <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of um love at first sight kind of thing, right. especially like. Like, love at first sight is okay, but the way he was feeling was strong. Like, he was trying to walk and find her. And then, like, like if you saw somebody at the airport, I don't know. It was just creepy. But, like, that, I just didn't like it. I rolled my eyes. I was like, okay. Once again, it just, it's just not really big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw so, this movie. Oh, oh no, go ahead, Nia. <clears throat> I was going to move topics. Go ahead. No, no, I don't really have nothing constructive to say. I just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I was going to say, so what are you guys just, like, favorite rom-coms of the time movies because the ones that i can think off the top of my head that i've seen a lot that i probably still kind of enjoy but heavily criticized if i watch it again is the wedding planner i was gonna say the same thing that's <laughs> yeah. literally i've seen that movie hundreds of times and i'm pretty sure if i watch it now it's trash but i love yes. that movie when I, was I used younger. to love that movie the wedding planner and my big fat greek wedding i've seen and, that one too and princess bride those were like my favorite oh, yeah. ones um i liked okay i probably find because it dealt with the dynamics of like um high schoolers but she's all that i really did like that back in the day but i think it would be problematic kind of if i watched it now because it was a whole movie was about him betting that he could get her like a date with her or like get her to fall in love with him those movies are always problematic because there's money involved and feelings involved and i just and high schoolers and it's not good but i did like that movie it's um, on netflix is it yes mm-hmm. there's also have you guys seen valentine's day Mm-mm. no valentine's, I've seen that. valentine's day is um also is very similar to the movie um, new year's eve if you've seen it but it's basically they it's one of those stories where it's a bunch of different 
storylines oh, where no, they kind remember, of intertwine. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. I did. They had I one black character, Jamie yes. Fox. and then <laughs> Taylor Lautner and um, what's her name? What's that country girl's name? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift for a couple for like five seconds in the movie. Um, but yeah, that was one I kind of liked too. For me, uh, I actually recently I got comes. I just kind of grew up on other movies, but so I missed a lot of the really famous ones like Pretty Woman and um uh-huh. and You've like- never seen Pretty Woman? Mm-mm. Oh, it's really good. <gasps> yeah. Wait, wait. Nia, have you seen actually what my favorite rom-com of all time is The Proposal. I have watched that movie at least I don't think I've seen times. that one. Wait, oh, wait, it's so good. It? Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Hold on. It's- the Proposal is... Oh, it's Ryan... Yeah. I've seen this Sandra one. Bullock. Yes, Ryan Reynolds. Sandra Bullock. Oh, I've seen this that was oh, wait, No, no. Okay, never mind. I've seen that. Is it the one where the old lady... She's Canadian. ...singing um, the John... John... Uh, Little John song? Like, Get Low? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's the one where, like... He's Canadian and yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. the same movie. It's the same yeah. movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I've I so for besides that, I think I've yeah I've seen that. That one was good, but I really liked the vow that Channing Tatum was in. Mm-hmm. I really liked that movie because it was based off a true story, and I was like, how is this possible? But I thought it would be like a good K drama if they ever made a K drama that it would it would slap. But um, my favorite rom-com i think is when harry met sally because i've never it, seen that it's so I think real i've watched it once i don't remember i think that one like compared to this one because meg ryan's in both of them that was definitely the better movie because it's way more realistic like they're just friends for years and like i don't want to spoil it but like it's a really more realistic version of of like this vibe if that mm-hmm. makes sense it's real good i used to like eat pray love a lot did you <laughs> yes i feel like that movie got to be like like oh i'm gonna go on my eat pray love yeah <laughs> very white woman self-exploring do y'all journey. remember snow globe no i don't think i've seen that with christina milian and it would always come on abc family and she gets like transported into a snow globe <laughs> y'all don't y'all have never seen that one Mm-hmm. That one. Oh, we're gonna have to watch. We're gonna have to do a Christmas special <laughs> where we watch Christmas movies. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, but yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know if I'd want the romantic, the rom comedies to be reborn again. I don't think we'll ever get another golden era really? of rom coms. I don't think we'll ever get one. I think they're just like lighthearted fun. Usually, this one I in this movie I was like, Ooh, here's some sexism. I felt it. <laughs> And they were making fun of her crying, like the yeah. Um, that when she was crying about that, what's that movie that they talked? I have no idea. I forgot the name of it. But it's like some old black and white movie mm-hmm. where some guy goes on the Empire State Building and the love of his life, or whatever, or they try to, and she doesn't get there, and because she gets hit by a taxi, <laughs> and so that that's the plot of that old movie. And then the lady in the in this movie, um. I think it's his sister or is it his yeah best? yeah his, his sister. sister yeah she starts crying because she's thinking about it and then the guys just kind of make fun of her crying yeah I just that was one of the things where I was like the irony of the irony I don't know if it's iron ironic I never know how to use that word but um it's when I was like you should be at least crying you I don't even think I've seen you mourn your wife completely <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like, you're making the- fun of your sister for crying over the story right. in it 
Yeah. And even the flashback scene, when we see his wife for the first time, it's kind of just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still enjoyed like the vibe of this movie though. Is it a great yeah. movie? Nah. But <laughs> is it just a fun watch? Sure. Have you guys ever seen um, Holiday and Cups? Call it, I think. Mm-mm. It was one of ABC Family's like 25 days or movies yes 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 yes, 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 yes. nia this movie has um melissa um hart and mario lopez and basically she like kidnaps him to be her (laughs) fake fiance at like on christmas day and like handcuffs him handcuffs him to the inside of her car and somehow convinces him to follow this and then they fall in love at the end are you serious? I'm so yes. serious. Like, <laughs> every time I think okay. about this movie. All right. Um, so we're going to have to do a Christmas special. We're going to do Snow Globe. We're going to do Holiday or Haircut. We need yeah. to <laughs> Make it like a Hallmark movie. Marathon. <laughs> yeah. But um, I do love the music. The soundtrack in this movie was great. Yeah. I loved, even though it was all gentrified jazz music, like <laughs> Eric White, people love Eric Clapton and all that stuff. Yeah, I so, will say the soundtrack slapped. Like, oh, it <laughs> good as hell. It was so good. The only black person on that soundtrack was Nat King Cole, but it's like, we, we, we'll take it. But yeah. um, no, I love... they can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the music. I, I wish that, like, rom com, it gives you a very calming, like Marin said earlier, like a really relaxed yeah. vibe. Like you mm-hmm. feel kind of at peace looking at New York in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, right. I think also to go back to the point of why rom-coms aren't a thing is because you can't franchise those. You can't mm-hmm. franchise those and make more money. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, yeah. why aren't we doing more rom-coms? It's, it's just not. True. It's just not worth the money at this point. Yeah. So we're just going to have to rely on Netflix <laughs> to just pick up those scripts that people be busting around because they're not going to make them. The big studios are just not going to make them. Yeah. But also the ones on Netflix, I don't think they're of like the same caliber. They aren't. (laughs) They're not they're not shot. Of course, cinema has changed in the years, but the way people shoot things and how long takes are and stuff. But I wish that Netflix movies Netflix movies would take the risk and do like, let's do a 80s rom-com vibe. Or 70s rom or 90s rom. But because the ones that are shot now just feel like, I don't know. They don't make me feel anything. Have mm. you seen Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. Okay. Because I, I did really like that one out of everything yeah. I've seen so far. Yeah. I think that was a good movie, but I'm, mm-hmm. I was more into like the plot. But like the way it was shot, I wasn't like, oh, it's making mm-hmm. me feel fuzzy inside. Yeah, no. But yeah. I thought it was pretty, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very true. Mm. Is that it? Everybody said their part? <laughs> what yeah, would pretty much. What yeah. would y'all rate it on a scale to 10? Oh, I'd rate it like a... I give it a 5. 5 or a 6. Because it wasn't bad, it just wasn't my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. A 3? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'd give it's it like... a 3 because I just... I mean, I'm being generous with a 3 because... I just I can't get past it. I think I've just watched too much television at this point. And so there's very rare moments where I feel like fuzzy or really, really excited about couples and I haven't felt that in a very long time. And this pro the story just has four it's okay, three if I'm being super critical, a five if I'm not. 
<laughs> okay. Um, and that's uh, for the, me. I give it like a seven, like a very solid good movie. Not one of my faves, but it's a very be cute, mm. quaint. Mm. <laughs> quaint. <laughs> that's exactly how I would describe it. Actually, quaint. quaint. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to figure out what we're gonna watch next. I, please, I beg y'all, can we go to a different genre? <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. Next time, next, yeah, next time we'll definitely do something that's like trending on Netflix so we can catch the hype. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we hope you liked this little um mini review, in-depth review, extreme review of Sleepless in Seattle. Um, if you have any other '90s movies or movies in general that you would like to listen to us critique about. You can check us out at commented on C O M M N T D on Twitter. I am Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye. 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 Bye.